on this podcast, whether you're a viewer, whether you're my co-host, I need you to now refer to me as Champ, not my government name, Caleb Newman. Refer to me as Champ, sir, Caleb Newman. Because the Lakers and LeBron James, we are now champions. Um, many right, of y'all may not there. know, we, but LeBron's I am champion. done it four times already. We don't need to get this little spiel again. It may oh, be the first time oh. on the podcast, but this is about like the third time I've heard this. But we're going to do it every single time. The greatest basketball player that has ever set foot on this planet that we love to call Earth wins a championship. He LeBron James, the man to the left of me, was predicting heat and six. Um, heat and seven. Heat and seven, that, okay. Excuse you. Well, whether it was six, seven, 11, whatever prediction you were going to make about the Miami Heat winning an NBA Finals against LeBron James was uh, just way off base. This LeBron from a Florida man himself. Have you no shame? I'm a Florida man wearing a New York hat, and I love LeBron James. Dude, it doesn't matter. No boundaries. It does. I have no boundaries. I am limitless, just as LeBron James is. And you know what? We're just going to keep winning championships every year. So, you know, 365 days from now, y'all will be hearing me talking about LeBron James winning another championship, another one, and another one. Hey, give us a goat squeal for LeBron. That, 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 because he's GOAT. He's GOAT. You already know, man. Um, well, if you're not too sure, if it wasn't made clear, and if you were, uh, quite frankly, just out of the loop, um, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers and their uh, stars, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, have uh, brought uh, Los Angeles their 17th the championship. You forgetting the glue of the team. Who's the glue? Caruso. The Eagle, man. Yeah, Alex Caruso. Yeah, man. But we look great out there. And uh, we don't actually talk too much about sports on this podcast. I don't know how much the viewers like uh, listening about sports, but... Maybe we'll squeeze in a couple sports um, takes here and there. Yeah, man. But, uh, you know, there's not too much else needs to be said. Uh, We already knew LeBron was the greatest player ever, and uh, he just won us another championship. So, uh, anyway, without further ado... Episode 6. Let's get Episode it on. Episode 6, baby. Oh, oh my bad. Go. If you're on YouTube, you already see how I'm coven. Oh, yeah. Hats off to you. Right now, Emery's wearing a fedora. Uh, we wanted to be uh, a little sexy today on the podcast. You had know? to match his vibes. You know, he came in with the hat. Bro, I had I to got, show off my cool hats. Got my little plaid pants on, you know, just a basic tee with the hat. But I think we look good today, man. I think we're ready to we're ready to take this episode on. So Let's Get to rolling. <sighs> Uh, this one's a doozy. Serious news. Uh, me and Emery need to get our mouths ready because uh, we got another big topic ahead. Uh, so, we talk about many different things. Today, we're talking about big tech and Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, he left his laptop at a re- repair shop in Delaware. I don't know why he was in Delaware. Uh, probably because they have that good <laughs> but that was, that, was insens- <laughs> that was that was insensitive I'm sorry um, he left his, we're probably gonna have to edit that out he, he left that. he left his la- uh, laptop on a repair shop that. in uh right in um Delaware where the laptop was flooded with um, pictures of him doing drugs uh, having sex with other people and also some sensitive emails that may have revealed collusion 
with um, a Ukraine energy company company named Burisma and China. Um, more specifically, he got a $1.5 million investment deal from the Chinese government, a $3.5 million wire for the, from the richest woman in China. Um, but I think the general public already knew that um, Joe Bi- uh, Hunter Biden was doing some sketchy stuff, uh, whether you believe it or not. We knew these stories were out. Um, he used his father... He used his father and his family name as like a means to get by. So I guess that's a bit of nepotism, but it's also collusion. So that was the original story. And we probably weren't going to talk about that on this podcast if this didn't happen. I'm finding a trend where these people in positions of power, well, not Hunter Biden specifically, or related to people in positions of power are so careless. Oh, gosh. How could you leave... A laptop with this gold mine of data involving you, yourself. <laughs> His own data. In, in Delaware, in a repair shop. You're just going on with your day. And yet, something that could ruin your entire life, ruin your fam- family's life. I'm not sure if he was high. Well, Perhaps that's he, why. Apparently he forgot but, because he went to rehab. Like later, later on, like it's unbelievable, man. The guy that exposed Biden sent this uh, news to the New York Post. Um, He saved all of Hunter Biden's data on a hard drive. So like, (laughs) this is a whole weird situation. But um, are we ready to move on to why this story is a story? I had to put just stupidity. All right, let's go. So the reason why we're talking about this today and the reason why I dubbed this uh, topic the uh, name of big tech is that Facebook, um, once, this ca- once this story came out on the New York Post, um, and we know that articles and things get shared on numerous platforms, Facebook, who owns WhatsApp, owns Instagram, and owns its own platform, Facebook, they came out and said that they were going to slow down the sharing of this information because it was subject to fact-checking or whatever. And then Twitter came out and all-out blocked the sharing of New York Post. So whenever you tweeted about the story or whenever you mentioned Hunter Biden, whenever you put the link in there, they straight blocked the URL of your tweet. They didn't allow the tweet to come out. They didn't allow other people to see the tweet. So the main the, the main issue here shows that um, that the social media platforms, they have a uh, pull within our public perception and our knowledge. I mean, I have the stat right here. Four out of 10 Americans get their main base of knowledge like about the world from Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's 40% of Americans. That's like that's absolutely crazy. That's millions and millions of people. And it just shows the amount of power that these companies have to warp the thinking of each and every individual American. So now it's like, well, if Facebook doesn't like something that's being put out, because they're supposed to be an open platform. Twitter's supposed to be an open platform. So if they don't like something being put out, they can just straight wipe it from the public view. Like that's a a lot of power and that can lead to a lot of bad things. Me personally, I'm sure I'm subject to a lot of misinformation. I'm not even sure about because I don't go too in depth with it. Uh But this case, uh, Caleb sent it to me earlier today. And, like, I remember seeing it on Twitter and I skimmed over it. But even then, it wasn't really covered much till what I had seen. And I, I got, it got me to thinking, like, hmm, why? And then I realized, oh, because the media that is important is being censored by the media that we take in. Right. <laughs> so just all these social media platforms 
and maybe it was covered on the news. Um, I'm not sure if it was covered that extensively, maybe on a few um, different news broadcasts. But, you know, this is this is a groundbreaking story. Absolutely. And this isn't maybe it's because we're during uh, is during the election right now. Joe Biden, uh, maybe those um, Democratic leaning um, news, those news companies aren't going to cover something like this because it could tarnish what um, he's trying to build up right now, which is his uh, which is his reputation. And, you know, but this is something that needs to be covered. And it was, in fact, done the opposite. It was <laughs> censored. Right. And, well, let's talk about this election in the political uh, system. And you could possibly see this as election interference because, well, we're 19 away, 19 days away from the election. People vote on the election day. Something like this being censored, even though it's not about Joe Biden, it's something related to him. It's something within his family. Uh, something like this just being completely wiped from the face of the universe like people don't really uh people there are people that don't know about it just because twitter and facebook slow down the 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 dissemination of this content and i mean the new york post whatever you think about it i don't i never really heard about that before before this but it's like uh it's it's an official editorial like people it's it's a source of knowledge for many people and this type of censorship is it's absolutely crazy man and it leads you to believe like when this story came out did the uh democratic side like pay off these companies for x an x sum of dollars to you know get them to censor this story and does if that happened does that mean that the right republicans can do that as and well look what it got us doing uh in a previous episode we covered conspiracies and what that does to public knowledge mm-hmm. and uh, at this point like when you're censoring these things you're promoting conspiracies so yeah. either the truth is too much for us to handle and that could pro- <laughs> That could potentially be worse than any conspiracy that somebody throws out, but I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. So like, it's um, it's really what do you want? What do you want to get out there? Because not knowing is gonna get people to want to know, and then they're gonna say a bunch of outlandish things that could potentially ruin your reputation more than what actually occurred. Right. So. And I also I don't believe like because you know what it could it's all possible that the government hides something because the truth isn't like like it would make us go crazy or something. But I truly believe that this truth wouldn't have hurt anybody. Like I said, we yeah. wouldn't have talked about it if it was never censored. Um, I'm sure it's just because of the election. Yeah. The social climate right now. Exactly. Like this truth wouldn't have hurt. I mean, we know that we live in a pay to play world. We know right. that people in families of power use their family name to do collusion or quasi collusion type things. And, you know, we know that there's stuff that goes on behind the scenes, lots of money movement. So this really wouldn't have been that bad of a thing. But I, the the absolute biggest like uh, thing here is that the fact that the social media companies have such a power to censor. Now, within the same realm, some technicalities uh, within this uh, section two thirty which is basically the law infrastructure that um, states social media platforms aren't responsible for user-generated content. So whatever comes out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whether it hurts people or whatever, Facebook, the social media companies cannot be sued for what users put on that platform. But that is under the assumption that the social media platforms are open platforms in which 
anything that's not directly hurting somebody, like the anti-Semitism uh, and the Holocaust, uh, like I guess the Holocaust doubt, like that stuff got censored. Yep. People understand that. But something like this where it's purely informational and it's not attacking somebody, it's not hurting a group demographic of people, those should be allowed to be come out because once you choose size, once you start censoring things based off of things you don't like or based off of pressures That's from an abuse of parties, power, it's an abuse of power. Simply. So under that, but you are allowed to do that. You're just not allowed to be a platform. When you do that, you move mm-hmm. from a platform to a publishing company. So once they're publishing companies or once they're publishers, Section 230 is now null and void, and they are able to be sued for the content on their publishing page. <laughs> the same reason why if uh, – because, like, the New York Post, if all this stuff about Hunter Biden was wrong and – let me make this clear. The Biden family did not come out and say any of this was fake news. But if they deliberately put out fake news, they can be sued for that because New York Post is a publishing company. Now, let's press the pause button. Um, I'm not going to call us plebeians because we are the enlightened brothers. You know, we're them boys. Yeah. We're we the real the dudes. But if uh, we're plebeians and compared to these um, publishing companies or not publishing companies, but these uh, social media companies. So it gets me thinking their lawyers definitely knew that they would be subject to be um, sued based on their actions of censoring this Hunter Biden situation. So that means that it had to be at least important enough for them to take the downfall for this or some backlash. So maybe. maybe oh, so what you're saying is like maybe there's more than um, more, more than, than MCI. MCI. Yeah, so you're saying that if the Hunter Biden story was allowed to be, like, fairly journalized, then they would have received... Uh, I don't know, though. Is it is is he is this information that would have got out worth enough for them to catch a case over? No, I don't believe so. I believe that we know. Like, we all... all everybody knows about Hunter Biden and what he does and what he's been on. And, I mean, I mean some people may just now be learning that... Uh, government officials in their family make like behind the door deals with uh i mean a, a ukraine election electric company and whatever in the chinese government like that yeah that collusion does make people raise an eyebrow um is definitely not good mm-hmm. um but no i don't think this is worth taking the hit for it so people already there there are millions and millions of people out there that don't like big monopolies in any shape or form they don't like government they don't they don't like any type of aggregate of power they don't like government they don't like tech companies having this power so this already just takes away from the uh i don't know public faith in things such as facebook uh twitter instagram but it's it's also like it makes me think it's just absolutely crazy where this thing has been taken because i mean when mark zuckerberg came up this with this thing with his friends in his harvard dorm room uh it was originally just for something that enhanced connection and ain't no way he thought he would uh believe that he would be this is like extreme things but have terrorist organizations using his company yeah i don't think he thought that either major power like Having arguably elect- top ha- 10 power in the world. Yeah, ha- more than top 10. I mean, having truthfully election poll, like the fact that we now know, and we talked about the social dilemma, and we're talking about this, that the social media platforms 
they can truly sway an you election. Can ar- you can really, truly argue that Facebook Mark Zuckerberg himself is more powerful than the president. Yo, Zuck for president. Or no, no, no. Zuck is president. Want, chill. I don't want no lizard on the board. <laughs> so we, on, we found dog. another lizard man? All right. I said I was talking bad on conspiracies, <laughs> but you may not know I'm a closet conspiracizer myself. Conspiracy is conspiracizer. Is Zuck, <laughs> Zuck isn't a, that wouldn't be a president. Zuck is like the supreme leader. That would be letting an alien into office. Oh, God. Well, I don't know about all that, but this, it's, it's absolutely. Bro, and maybe I'm, we have to edit this out. I'm not trying to go too early. And I, I absolutely. Oh, wow. And I mean, his story, I absolutely envy. I want to come up with um, some world changing uh, idea. Um, while I'm in, I mean, he did it while he was 19. So me two years from now, that would be absolutely amazing. But what, how social media has evolved and what he's had to go through. I kind of sympathize with him for uh, a little bit because I mean, this is heavy stuff. Like whenever you come up, whenever you come up with the company, you just think of operating with the company. Like when you're a boss, a CEO, you think you're the boss of yourself. Like you don't have to, you don't necessarily think about worrying about going to the White House and all that stuff. But his uh, company got so big and has so much pull and influence in so many Americans that it's impossible for his uh, for Facebook to not be involved with government at this point. Global, Why, right? I mean, it's yeah, globally. Twitter has officially put out their response. Um, so they said that the hacked material, which is what they dubbed this whole situation, they said the hacked material policy has been updated. So they will no longer just wipe something from your screen, wipe something from the internet, wipe something from being allowed to be put out um, by just like blocking its URL. They will only do that if it's directly from a hacked uh, a hacker group or something like that. But what they're now going to do is label label posts so now if everything that came out about hunter biden was labeled with subject to fact checking mm-hmm. or something like that what do you think that's going to do you do you think that'll actually have an effect or that will definitely have an effect and How you know so? what's going to happen after that mm-hmm. well this is uh i'm not going to call it small but in the grand scheme of things this fact checking will be small but it's going to increase to um everything that you post being categorized you can always already go on Twitter and see like um, you can already uh, filter your tweets that you see from strangers through like sports, uh, media, weather, and all of those. <clears throat> excuse me, all of those things. And this is just gonna take every tweet and literally it's gonna move them to a box, uh, a box on the platform. And mm. this is it's gonna go into user preference and everything mm-hmm. and like. The literally the only thing you're gonna be able to see is something based on what Twitter, um, Twitter deems what genre it is, mm. and I'm not sure this will take away from free speech, but you know, it's definitely gonna be like there's not gonna be much room for flexibility on where whatever you're discussing is gonna be discussed. This thing has really got me thinking. Like, obviously, money is important, but what social media has created and what uh what business and like the whole this whole like technology technological era we live in now the money you can make more money but you cannot gain more time Mm. and now i think the scarcity of time and i think the value of time we live in like a time monetized era so 
uh, like we were talking about in the social dilemma, what these me social media companies now want to do, regardless of what information is being put out there or what information isn't being put out there, they want to keep you on the screen for as long as possible. And I think that is the main issue. I mean, that's how they make their money. That's how people are able to pay them large sums for other people's data. But let's not talk about the social aspects. They're just being connected to your phone for a long time is uh -huh. bad enough. Your eyesight's going to physically, your eyesight's going to get ruined depending on how you use your phone. I slouch. Uh -huh. Your back's going to get ruined. I mean, not only is it going to have physical effects in the long run for society, it's going to be mentally draining. People, this um, cyberbullying is going to become more of a problem. I mean, social media is a double-edged a double sword, man. But, yeah, man, physically and mentally taxing, it's just a double-edged sword again. Either it can be used for something really great, as you can see with this censorship, something really bad. And you know, it's getting us to be really pessimistic. We're thinking the worst of what social media could potentially be. And yeah, it's looking like it's gonna be the worst. Um, you remember? Uh, I think this was a couple years ago. They were gonna start charging money to be on like to access specific websites. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm for I'm forgetting what it was called, but um, um, you were gonna get charged a certain fee to access a type of website like streaming services like Netflix mm. and Hulu and um, YouTube and all of those, and basically the um. You're just getting taxed for your usage of the internet. Wow. And it was unbelievable. Uh, I'm glad that um, a lot of people spoke out against it. I'm not sure if it's been um, completely set off the table or just delayed. But, you know, it was supposed to happen like a couple years ago. But I'm glad we don't have that now. Yeah. I mean, this whole big tech thing is wild, bro. I want to shift a little bit to an optimistic point of view. Whenever... Uh, certain topics like this come out and I've noticed this with like a lot of people within our community like everybody's forming this all world ending pessimistic attitude yep. and frankly I don't like it I mean there's simple not simple fixes but there's certain fixes to things like this like uh, if somebody says oh big tech's gonna take over big tech has all this influence in the presidential elections like we're doomed I just I, ask, I don't say the word hate, but I absolutely despise hearing that word doom because, well, if you don't want to get caught up in this whole social media information spec spectrum, don't be a part of the 40 percent of Americans that get their information from Facebook. Uh, actually go out, read official articles. Well, I mean, we've also created a sort of lazy people in the fact that they don't want to read. They want to read the parsed information that's placed on social media sites that is slightly misleading. So now we only have media that's right-leaning or left-leaning. Mm -hmm. So what you really need to do is go out and read, read all over whether it's right or left. When I researched this, I, I read the Fox articles. I read the uh, CNN, MSNBC articles, and I took all the information in, and I also tried to find um, mod moderate non partisan uh, uh, modes of information, you got to go out and intake all the information to be able to form your uh, perspective you know on the world. crazy? You said 40% of Americans intake their um, um, in, in media information from Facebook. Yeah. But 
really that's much larger because um facebook is the parent company of companies like instagram oh yeah and whatsapp whatsapp uber uber <laughs> uber <I'm>, for real <laughs> i think so or somebody either whatsapp well, bought uber or uber whatever bought that's WhatsApp. not that's yeah, not media know. anyway but i don't like, know yeah yeah you know how many people if they don't use a facebook have an instagram yeah me. If they don't <laughs> Instagram, if they don't use um, Instagram or Facebook, use WhatsApp to connect with their families. And even on WhatsApp, they're getting sent um, they're getting sent news articles from their family and friends. Oh yeah, that's from a these big different uh, Facebook and um, Instagram, um, wherever it's coming from. Yeah, and you know, it's just so expansive. So even if you don't believe that your media is being influenced. Like by fake news on Facebook. Oh, it chances is. Chances are it is. Oh, it is. Because that's how far it's spread. That's how the algorithm works. That's how the, strong and big Facebook is as a company. And if uh, and a lot of y'all may also uh, be against the artificial intelligence stuff, but if you want to fight the internet in general, go against the algorithm. How you beat the algorithm, and you don't necessarily beat the algorithm, but uh, how you make it more difficult to for the algorithm to narrow down your uh, like intake is to literally consume all the information, whether it's right, whether it's left, up or down, because I'm tired of saying right and left. I honestly, all of this partisan stuff just, in my opinion, creates division. And when I don't think intellect needs to be, I obviously, that's what makes money, that's what makes it fun, but mm-hmm. And everybody has difference in opinion, but I th- I feel like it should be the responsibility of the individual to, um, and it should be the want to of the individual to uh, consume a, a, a rounded, a rounded um, base of knowledge. And then once you take knowledge from the right, left, up and the down, everywhere in the middle, then you can lean one way or the other. But if you just intake uh, information about the Democratic side and then call yourself an, a Democrat and then hate anybody who's a Republican, well, you're just narrow. You're just simply narrow. And, um, you know, one of these days, Caleb's going to be uh, seeking knowledge and venture into the deep web or something. And I'm not going to be here for it because I don't want to get hit by a hitman. <laughs> but, you know, knowledge is power. And, oh, yeah. yeah, man, I'm just saying I'm not going to be here because... Taken in from all aspects, uh, let's just say the surface level of the internet is only a minuscule bit of what you will find out if you look deeper. Uh, so what you're saying is the fact that people are limiting themselves knowledge-wise or it's no, also I'm not, keeping... I'm not advocating anyone no, to not, go on the deep web. No, you're not web. advocating it, but I'm saying the people that are limited in their knowledge are also being kept safe because if they start knowing everything, then... You're saying the hitman's going to come and get him. That's, that's yeah, basically. You know, let's not touch up too much on that. That's interesting. Let's move on. <laughs> is that, I mean, is that everything in big tech, man? Um, No, tech is very big. Yeah, yeah, tech's big. But uh, we're not going to cover all of that on today's episode. Yeah. Well, also, one more one more piece of this. Um, and I'll chop this up, by the way. But um, another piece of this is that... Uh, Many companies' uh, revenue is purely based off of, like, their social media perspective. So, and this is why Facebook, Twitter, all them are getting so rich and 
uh, so powerful is that if your revenue is purely predicated off how many people are viewing um, your product or whatever, you're going to pay the media company to, uh, you know, give us a little boost in the algorithm. And, uh, you know, if I give you a billion dollars, maybe censor or uh, push down in the algorithm uh, these guys, this product. So that's also an interesting facet. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I only heard about half of that. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's time to move on. Uh, yeah, we, we uh, gosh, it's it's hard. It's, it's, it's honestly difficult to wrap my mind around this because this is such an expansive uh, topic and it makes you f- look more into yourself because it's hard. As I'm speaking, I'm also in the back of my mind thinking like, is all the information I'm getting is the information that I'm putting out to you guys. Is that narrow? Am I also a cog in the system? Uh, let's, so let's just say, yes, it is. And you know what that should make you do that may venture out, venture look out. For out, look for more. But, because uh, at the end of the day, all the media that we're intaking and feeding to you is coming through one tube. When you can take that one tube and use it to make multiple tubes of information and intake those. Oh yeah, man. And uh, to be honest, this isn't necessarily a scientific perspective, but uh, I think the Enlightened Brothers are uh, immune to the algorithm. I think that uh, our knowledge reigns supreme. I don't think that I'm going to use the one for the episode now. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my gosh. I should probably start editing these out. Oh, gosh. Dude has been eating strawberry applesauce this whole episode. Weirdo. All right. Well, um, I have to cut you off real quick. It's mixed berry. Carry on. <laughs> I've never heard of mixed berry applesauce. Um, yeah, but that's what it is. That's what's going on in the big tech world. Um, basically, to end this subject, uh, don't make social media your main source of media. Media. I mean, I think I. I don't think we might. Ha- we probably don't have to touch on this subject many more because this is our third time talking about it. And by now, if you've been a faithful listener, I think uh, I hope hopefully I believe we've influenced you to go out and uh, just read a book, um, yeah. go literally venture out and watch people and watch how the world listen to other people, listen to anecdotes and then find the truly like uh, just pure informational media and then form your opinions off of that. man. A little tangent. Um, reading. Mm hmm. I used to read a lot, not as much anymore. I know Caleb recently got back into it as well, like a lot, a lot back into it more than he previously was into. Yep. But you know, uh, just breaking out of your old habits and routines mm. is the only way to uh, really improve. And I still need to work on it. We all and, do. Know, I'm going to. I say I'm going to. I'm probably gonna delay it more. But you know, hey. it's the thought that counts. Now, awareness is truly the first step, and. The more aware you are, the more you can edit your routines and habits. And each time you uh, do the opposite because you know this isn't good for you, you're reinforcing an, uh, another thing. And I talk about uh, neuroplasticity and I talk about um, neuroscience a lot. But the more you reinforce the habits of uh, uh, the good habits, the stronger those connections w- within your brain become. Mm-hmm. And then the, those uh, reinforcement 
reinforced habits become your habit. They become who you are. It's really the butterfly effect. You won't know until you break out and do a new thing. That'll mm. open you up, open up doors to places that you never really imagined. Amen. And life is an adventure. You just got to seek it out, man. Amen. Uh, now we're going to move on. Uh, I've actually inter- introduced the last few topics. So now, uh, Emery, we are moving into his expertise, and uh, he's going to introduce this topic. <clears throat> it's a plane. It's a bird. Uh, I need to flip that. It's a bird. It's a plane. <laughs> no. It's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hit it with me. Yes, sir. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can, spins the web, 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 anytime. Look out! Spider-Man. So, the absolutely the greatest superhero of all time. It's Spider-Man. coming in three! Three, 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 three. The trifecta. Explain um. to the people what's going on here, man. All right, let's do this in chronological order. First and foremost, 2002, bam! First superhero feature film that really took off, directed by Sam Raimi himself. Mm. Spider-Man featuring Tobey Maguire. Ooh, buddy. Had an amazing sequel, arguably the best superhero film of all time, and then eh, we don't talk about the third one. Uh, Really? Yeah. We didn't like Spider-Man 3? Nah. You seen bruh turn goth, say it's pizza time and start dancing? Anyway. (laughs) When he was walking down the street. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> bam. Uh, the third movie wasn't too hot, so. I disagree. I disagree, but whatever. Move on. My favorite um, Spider-Man movie. Then we got our second Spider-Man. We don't really talk about this one as a whole. I don't even know who it's directed by, but was, featuring Andrew Garfield. It's kind of butt. <laughs> yeah. Amazing uh, Spider-Man, right? Hey. <laughs> yeah, Dude. the Amazing Spider-Man series. That came in two movies. One featuring Jamie Foxx as a blue black man with a gap. Gap gang. Uh, anyway, um, that had a sequel. Didn't really take off too hot. And then bam, bam, bam. Right now we got Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Spider-Man 3, which is not yet released, um, the name. But, you know, uh, that Spider-Man 3 is about to be hot. Spider, This third Spider-Man generation of films has introduced Tom Holland. Which is, we'll get into this, the GOAT for me right now. Sorry, Tobey Maguire. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, this third one's about to bring all three generations into a live-action Spider-Verse. And this is about to be hot, man. I cannot stress enough how hot this is going to be. And I'm not going to lie. I've been hit. Ask me what I've been hit by. What have you been hit by? Fake news. What? Because, <laughs> because this hasn't been... Officially, officially confirmed. Uh, but you know, the hype in me had to bring it to the podcast oh no. and talk about it. I've been hit by the mis- disinformation, whatever you want to call it. This fake news goes... Uh, but, but there's a oh. silver lining. Okay. Silver sable, silver lining. You see what oh I Oh my gosh, there? let's not talk about silver anyway. sable because that is my future wife. I will find silver sable. This fake news stuff, it goes... It goes beyond Emery just because before we, we discussed what we're going to talk about in the podcast. And before I was like, oh, so is this Spider-Verse movie confirmed? He was like, yeah, 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 yeah. This thing is confirmed. Now it hits the rope-a-dope on me. And I, he's over here 
And I'm just thinking, oh, this Spider-Verse movie is going to happen. We're going to talk about it on the podcast. It's going to be amazing. Let me get to that the silver lining. News. Let me get to the silver lining. E.T. Canada or B- Entertainment Canada. Oh, I was thinking oh. like a little alien finger dude. But um, yeah. they reached out to a Sony, which is the um, producers for the Spider-Man films. They reached out to a Sony representative. And that Sony representative said that um, this is not yet confirmed. Mm-hmm. They did not say, no, this will not happen. And I really think they would have said that because um, this just promotes further spread of misinformation for the actors Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, which have never been yet um, involved in an MCU film. Uh-huh. So I'm just thinking this is making them keep the surprise. They're, they're keeping it in the back. Maybe it got leaked. I don't know how it got leaked, but, you know. It's basically a confirmation, but it's not a confirmation. Okay. Are these guys still young and, like, sparky? No, they're not young, but you know what they could well, do with you know, Tobey Maguire? Uh, if you watch the Into the Spider-Verse film, which, the, which was the animated film featuring my black man, the black king, Miles Morales himself. Now he's half, um, he's half Puerto Rican, but, you know, I love him. Regardless, that's my dog. You get in a game in less than a month. From the day we're recording this. Wait, but who? who what are you saying about Tobey Maguire? What, oh, did, yeah, he play, yeah, yeah. did he play Spider-Man in that film? Um, No, but um, oh. if you recall, we had Peter B. Parker, which was an aged, um, oh, yeah. an aged experienced Spider-Man. I was just thinking about that. Now, to- uh, Tobey, he's not really old yet, but he's uh, not a, not a young, young buck either. And he can really come in and be the... Um, be the Spider-Man that act as acts as a mentor figure to this Tom Holland because re- at the end of the Far From Home film, um, we saw the universes merge. We got um, what's his name? Daily Bugle guy. Oh, J. Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson. Jameson. We got J. Jonah Jameson from the original Sam Raimi films to make an appearance. Ah, oh, so he wasn't MCU even. Film. Yeah, that is interesting. And um, yeah, that's basically the confirming the um, joining of universes. So people have been speculating this happening for a while. But anyway, yeah, uh, he could really act as a father figure toward Peter Parker. Could act as a father figure towards Peter Parker. P- Peter Parker. That's kind of a um, tongue twister. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that's that's absolutely great. And um, I mean. For our Marvel and superhero junkies out there, y'all know that there is so many different types of Spider-Man. It's, it's not just these three movies. There's uh, three. Yeah, there's three different animations. Mm-hmm. I believe four, four, or three, more or four. Than that. Oh, oh gosh, yeah, because you got the the original, original. one from the eighties. Um, well, that was the '60s, bro. '60s. That was '60s. Yeah, that was the '60s. Spider-Man and Friends was '60s. No, no, there was one before that. Oh, you know, the, so the theme song that we were singing came from Spider-Man and Friends. I remember that. That was from the '60s. Oh, I'm tripping. The OG Spider-Man was like from the '50s or the '40s. So we got that. We got Spider-Man and Friends. We got um, my all-time favorite animation of Spider-Man. It was like in 2001 or something. It's spectacular. Ve- no, it's very underground. He was like a college student. Uh, the animation was uh, kind of nasty. Ultimate. Um, I don't even know the name. It was just like it was just. It was just my favorite animated Spider-Man. Well, hmm. and uh, well, my all-time favorite, but I have a new favorite. And then we have the the newest one that's out right now. We have Ultimate Spider-Man that came out in 2011. We have uh, one before. The, uh, there's so many different Spider-Man animations. There's the comics. There's the movies. So, do you want to go into favorite Spider-Man, like the our ideal Spider-Man universe, uh, first, or do you want to go into best Spider-Man actor? Um. Because I think go we're actor go- first. Because we were really talking about the live actions okay. just now. Okay, so, so we'll um, do live action first. 
All right, favorite and best. Maybe yours will be the same, but um, mine isn't. Favorite as of now, because I, from the nostalgia factor, I grew up with Tobey Maguire um, in the first um, Spider-Man trilogy film. So uh, Tobey Maguire got to be my favorite man. Remember when he freaking got his uncle killed by going into uh, going to wrestle? Um, what's that dude's name? Randy <laughs> Randy Savage. Yeah, Macho yeah. Man Randy Savage, man. Macho Man. But um, that's my favorite, dude. Oh, and, and the train scene in Spider Man Two, fighting um fighting Doc Ock. Oh yeah. And he had to stop the train with his feet. Woohoo! That was the best scene in movie history. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm biased. Um, but uh, best Spider-Man, Tom Holland. So Got it. Tom, so why is Tom Holland the best? Because um, recently I've gotten into the comics because, uh, you know, I don't know why I didn't before. I really, I've loved Spider-Man so much for so long, but I guess it's because the Spider-Man PS4 game came out. Well, I'll talk about that a bit later. Mm-hmm. And that really, like, got me invested in his story again, uh, along with the... Um, like, this is just a d- decade and, and age of Spider-Man. Like, this dude made a real comeback. Oh, yeah. Like, he'd never really been too down, but he got two feature films out. He got a whole video game. He got one coming in less than a month of his other iteration. Mm-hmm. And, but, um, yeah, I started reading the comics, and I really got to see the more science aspect of Peter Parker. And I also got to see, like, more the more Peter Parker like other than uh, other than like Spider-Man, the persona itself. So um, I really think that Tom Holland captures both sides of the mask. Okay, yeah. So in the movie, live action wise, none of them really uh, depict enough of the science aspect, this the geek part of Peter Parker as much as I like, because I guess that's just more relatable to the general public. Because he's a geek until he gets bit by the spider, and then they don't show him doing uh, science and stuff anymore. That's why I have a new favorite kind of Spider-Man, and we'll talk about that in our picture-perfect Spider-Man universe. But um, my favorite, as well as who I think the best is, Tobey Maguire, man. Because for one, Tobey Maguire, he's just a fly... Oh, gosh, don't want to curse. Tobey Maguire is just a fly dude. Like, we've seen him in Spider-Man. We've seen him in... uh, uh, What's that movie? The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, Oh, The Great Gatsby? Oh, Great Gatsby. That's what I meant. Um, And then... All he's just he's just a fly dude. Uh, I mean, I guess Emery said a lot of people didn't like Spider Man three. Spider Man three that was actually my favorite Spider Man movie. For real? Frankly, yeah. Um, I mean, when he came out, uh, when he had the Venom, he came out all cool, was strolling down New York City, man. Uh, the movie was doing, filled to the brim, bro. Doing his little bop. Uh, I thought that was good. <laughs> the the best scene. Um, I don't know if this was Spider Man one, two, or three, but uh, um, he uh. Came down out of nowhere, acting all cool at the parade, uh, and then oh, he that was uh, kissed. 3. Yeah, he kissed Mary Jane. That was that was pretty fly. He was just a cool dude. I thought so. I mean, I just like the coolness that Tobey Maguire brought, brought out. So if they're not gonna show um, Spider Man as being a, a super nerd, then I just will go with whoever shows to be the coolest. So yeah, I think I'll go with Tobey Maguire, man. About that third movie. It was just filled to the brim, man. We had um, Sandman as a villain. We have Venom as a villain. And we we had two villain origin stories in there. And we had um, Harry come in as the Green Goblin. Oh, so you think it was just too much? Three three villains jam-packed into one movie. Yeah. They really didn't really get like any much character development. Or um, they were just there for him to fight. 
I've never been a guy for character development. Like I just like I like quant. When it comes to movies, for some reason, I just like quantity over quality. Well, yeah, I guess I guess if you're coming from that perspective, then it is a pretty good movie. Yeah, but uh, not for me. I agree. Um, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, um, you know, again, Tobey Maguire with that nostalgia factor, and he was cool, as you said, man. There's no superhero scene that will beat that iconic um train fight with um Dr. Octopus. But yeah. you know, um as for the best Spider Man, I'm pretty sure he'll kick Toby Maguire out of the favorites position after this third film in uh in a next year. By oh, well yeah, if Tom Holland year. comes with some more heat then he could very well yeah, pass. Yeah, he's gonna come with heat, but uh, then again, maybe Andrew Garfield will come out of nowhere, pull some clutchness and um uh, Maybe move on to my list because that dude just sit in a uh, in the middle of nowhere. He's uh, not a you bad don't, actor. You don't, you don't believe that. You don't believe. Him. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Andrew Garfield's not in this race, bro. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a bad actor. Yeah, but uh, uh, from that cool factor you're saying, this dude just too cool to be Peter Parker. He was just like yeah. six six foot something. Yeah, you can't chiseled be. chin, bro. You can't be that. He wasn't even a nerd. He would. Just, he, they just gave him a script and said, roll with it. He yeah. was a good actor, but, you know, trash story. You got to be uh, max 5'8 to be Peter Parker, bro. Yeah, man. And you can't be no tall, chiseled guy. I mean, Peter Parker, he was a nerd, bro. But I but, think. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Tom Holland. You know, I really like the guy. He's uh-huh. uh, We're really getting the high school. Like, Spider-Man 1, it was like um, Peter Parker was in high school, but that was only for, like, half of the movie. Then he went off to college. Uh-huh. Um. He's still in high school for both of these movies in the MCU that we've gotten. So I think um, just like it's the relation factor probably that makes him the best for me. We get to see Peter Parker Young struggling Um, for the tech aspect. Yeah, he's more like sciencey than the other two. But that's um, that's only because um, he got the help from Tony Stark, really. Yeah. Like he did. He does have better tech. Yeah, he did make his own web fluid. But we can't all um, attribute all of that to Peter himself. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's a just a better cast in my opinion. We got uh, we got Ned as his partner. It's kind of like Genki, who was uh, Miles's partner in the comics in the Into the Spider Verse movie. Mm-hmm. Well, not yet. Well, but in the sequel. Yeah. But you know, um, yeah, just cast relatability and like um, the growth that we're seeing of the characters pretty cool. Cause back when these other movies came out, like I watched the movies, but I didn't really watch them. But now I really like understand where it was coming from, so that's probably a factor as well. Yeah, I feel that. Well, I think let's uh, move on into the uh, our picture perfect Spidey universe. So I'll go first. Mm. Um, Peter Parker. He's a. Uh, I like Peter Parker as the, a college student. Um, I like him as nerdy as possible. Um, I like him being uh, the student slash. Uh, like the un- not underling, but uh, like Kurt Connors, his lab assistant. Mm. I like it when he's Kurt Connors' lab assistant. Um, him being in college, I already said that. Uh, I like the Gwen Stacy. I like Gwen Stacy over Mary Jane, which is my preference. <laughs> not that it it depends on how you make Gwen look because they've made Gwen look like four or five different ways, um, and she looks completely different in the comics. But I don't know. That's just because Mary Jane. It's it's either or, um, but yeah. What else? What 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 other differences is there in the Spider-Man universe? I'm gonna help you trash Mary Jane real quick though, cause she is so wishy-washy with my dog Peter. Yeah, 
Gwen Stacy don't, don't play him for a fiddle. Play him for a fool. He's Peter Parker. Yeah, Gwen Stacy don't do all that. He doesn't do all that back and forth with Harry. <laughs> I mean, she. <laughs> Excuse me, she. Pause. Uh, yeah, pause. But uh, yeah, man, that that's just my preference. Uh, yeah, automatically she's not even. Oh, my top. yeah. So because there's also like because you can have Peter Parker working as a lab assistant, or you can have Peter Parker working as a photographer. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then, oh, what? Well, your favorite iterations? Um, what's it called? Ultimate, right? Yes. Not Ultimate. What's the name? Um, it's just Spider Man. Yeah. Well, uh, are you talking about the newest one out? Yeah. I think that's Spidey, because like there's Spidey? Ultimate Amazing and there's Spidey, which is like, I, I don't know. There's so many different things. My my favorite Spider Man currently right now is the new uh, animation on Disney XD because he's going to Horizon High. That one is good. And he's around like a whole bunch of other. Uh, tech geeks. Oh, this one actually did Miles and uh, Peter the same age, and they actually are like classmates. Yeah, yeah, Miles that and Peter are classmates. Pretty cool. They're like tag teaming up. Um, well, speaking of tag teams, my favorite iteration of Spider-Man gotta be Spider-Man in the PS4 game. Okay. Let me let you. I got a flex. Let me let you know. I hundred percent completed. Got every trophy for the main game. The DLCs, mm. all three, may I add you, and I got all of the secret suits. Mm. So compare that to mine. So in your universe, Peter Parker is? Um, well, in this universe, he's not as old as we've seen Pi- uh, Peter B. Parker in the Into the Spider-Verse. He's like 23 or 22. Uh-huh. So he's been Spider-Man for um, a little over a couple of years now. So he's like experienced, you could say. And um, he worked as a photographer for the Daily Bugle in this um, in this universe, uh-huh. and he's now working as a lab assistant for um, Doc Ock. So yeah. I think this iteration of Spider-Man really takes in the um, sciency aspect of him. It definitely oh, does. We, how could I not talk about it? The quips, the Spider-Man jokes. These are what makes a real good oh, Spider-Man. Oh yes. Oh. And Spider-Man PS4. He got the jokes. He got the glass. He got the jigs. I don't know. Tom Holland, he might take the cake a little bit just because I think his jokes are better than Toby Maguire. Yeah, it is the script, but Toby Maguire, he is a serious behind Spider Man. Yeah. Tom Holland does have the quips, man. He is. I forgot that. The quips absolutely make Spider Man and Iron Man, if they don't have the the quick, witty humor, man, Mm -hmm. you're not Spider Man, bro. But yeah, Spider Man PS4, he got the quips. My man got the girl. We see him. He had already broken up with MJ. She trashed, but you know, <laughs> at least he got the girl in the end. And in the sea, uh, in this universe, we got Miles Morales. I said this before, but there's a Miles Morales game coming out in less than a month. And you know, I'm about to be on top of that. I still gotta pre-order it. I'm probably gonna do that tonight. Mm-hmm. While you playing, and um, they're gonna tag team it, tag team it up, man. Pause. And <laughs> wow, <laughs> bro, come on, <laughs> Twilight. <laughs> This is going to be the duo of the century, man. Just oh, so they, wait, are they going to fight? No. Oh. But um, Spider-Man, he's going to be, um, Peter Parker, he's going to be teaching Miles the ropes. Oh, that's what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're going to go at it with a bunch of villains, man. Oh, yeah. And But with all of that, Spider-Man PS4, it had a great engaging story. He went up against majority of the Sinister Six. We got new villains like um, Mr. Negative. 
Yeah, yeah. Mr. Negative's new. So what do you? What is your favorite type of Spider-Man fighting scene? Because we have uh, Spider-Man who's just completely encapsulated within Manhattan and uh, fighting villains here and there. We have Spider-Man. Oh, well, that's Spider-Man with no help. We have Spider-Man also with no help fighting the Sinister Six, which it's insane that Spider-Man can take on six villains, mm. six of the best villains in the universe. Like, that's crazy. We also have Spider-Man with some help, um, like his Spidey team with, uh, uh, what you call it, um, Gwenpool, Gwenpool and uh, Miles Morales. Yeah. Or we have the Spider-Man who's working with uh, the Avengers, um, who's fighting alongside Doctor Strange sometimes. That's Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. So there's so many different Spider-Man fighting types. Yo, so- Spider-Man's cool, and he's, like, very strong and useful, but oftentimes, like, when he's working with the Avengers, his abilities get overshadowed mm-hmm. by, like, Thor, who's summoning lightning, yeah. Iron Man, who's sending laser beams. But he somehow keeps up, man. He does keep up, but... um. But he's not getting the spotlight as much as I'd like him to, like in Avengers uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Uh So I'd have to say Solo Spidey gets it for me, man. Because how much of a beast you got to be to take on six villains, sometimes coming at you at all the same time, just like as a nerd. Like this dude didn't even learn no martial arts. Yeah, he got powers, but he still didn't know really how to fight. He just, he just he just street brawling with super strength. He is street brawling, bro, because it Man. looks like he's doing like some karate stuff. Like it looks like he's like Neo from the Matrix and yeah. downloaded uh, the ability to f- kung fu fight. But man, he's he's a special dude. With he's six a special dudes character. coming at you, and one of those dudes got six arms himself. Doc Ock, like it's just Spider Man going at it himself, all, all the while beating up these dudes, like webbing them into each other and freaking throwing out jokes at the same time. That's peak Spider-Man. The only other superhero across all universes that I can think of that faces that type of solo pressure, and this is in a completely different uh, side of the superhero realm, oh, Batman. 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 Batman going against... That's a bad dude. Uh, and he got no powers. Going against Riddle, Two-Face, Penguin, Joker, the all-time greatest villain of all time in Joker. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't. We weren't supposed to talk about Batman on this episode, but Batman <laughs> is a cold dude. Like, Death Battle did one of these. This is a YouTube channel that um pits um my favorite pay, um um uh, pits characters in pop culture against each other. They did uh, Spider Man versus Batman, mm-hmm. and I think um I think Batman may have won that one. But yeah. let's do our own Death Battle here: Spider Man versus Batman. Mm. Off the bat, I got to go with Spidey. Uh-huh. And this isn't with, like, any cosmic powers or anything. Just classic New York Spider-Man. Yeah. With some gadgets. I'll yeah. give him some gadgets because, you know, Batman got some gadgets. What about you, man? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to keep going. Uh, no. Nah. Um, just to be a contrarian because a part of me wants to pick Spider-Man too. But uh, Batman is such a tactician. I don't even know if that is a word, but he's so tactician. tactical. <laughs> tactician, yeah. Tactician. He's so tactical and how he uh, maneuvers. Like, I think uh, now if it's just a straight up fight, like they randomly meet up each other, Batman has no time to prepare. Spider-Man takes the cake. Uh-huh. But if this is like like in how the Batman versus Superman movie, like they knew they were going to fight. Yeah. Like, if Batman gets time to prepare... Oh, he's going to pick you apart. Yeah. He's like the Patriots. He's like Bill Belichick. Like, he's going to find a way to pick you apart, and I think Batman will take the cake in that regard. All right. So, yeah, this is a hard what if. Let's say Batman has had time to prepare, 
But um, we also know that Super, uh, Spider-Man has the mantra of no killing people. I don't think Batman can really agree with that because he'd be breaking dude's legs. Oh, but he doesn't kill anybody. Batman never kills. Batman doesn't kill. Both of them don't he kill. He basically does, putting them <laughs> to the edge of death like that, breaking uh, their legs. Oh, he ruins their lives, but <laughs> Breaking their tendons, making their leg bend up to their collarbone. Yeah. But, you know, um, say, seeing maybe Batman has the time to prepare and Spider-Man breaks this. Um, Spider-Man in the comics, he's only killed one time. I think this is because he was mind-controlled or something. Batman but he well. used all of his strength, and he literally punched a dude's head off. God. Yeah, no, this is freakish. freakish. So we've never seen Spider-Man at his um, greatest strength and abilities, but um, given, these strength, uh, given these removal of constraints, I still think Spider-Man could... Po- not, mm, I still think Spider-Man can win. Let me go keep going with Spidey. Yeah, and I think, I think we can all agree that... Uh, comics, and this goes along with superhero comics, Star Wars comics. I'm a big Star Wars fan. I think feel like the comics are, even though it's more convenient to watch a movie, and I've watched more shows than comics. The comics are better just because they show the full extent of people's yeah. powers. Yeah. So like, um, the fact that like they they never showed Spider-Man's uh, uh, super strength being that great to be able to punch somebody's head off. Like, gosh, man, we could talk about superheroes for. There's so many different facets, man. It's I, I love superheroes, man. Like, who do you think is the best villain in the Spider Verse? Um, hmm. probably Green Goblin. Okay. And Which one? There. Wait, wait, wait. Because Green Goblin and because uh, one's Harry. Harry is what? No, I'm talking about um his dad. Yeah, his dad. What is Harry? If he's not, if Harry's not Green Goblin, what do they call him? Hobgoblin. Huh? Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. Yeah, Hobgoblin. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know if in the in the Ultimate series of comic line for Spider-Man, this is where Miles Morales was like originally introduced. This is his primary universe. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man's dead. Peter Parker, that man got killed by by Green Goblin. Oh, okay. And in this universe, Green Goblin has like fire abilities too. So I say like. Maybe other than Craven, because Craven's almost killed Spider-Man multiple times. Oh yeah, Craven's cold. But um, but Green Goblin, he's the only one to actually have done it. He actually killed Peter Parker. Yeah. And bro, that was a sad comic line. Like that would truly that might probably be the best Spider-Man, the Ultimate uh, comic line. But um, yeah, I'm still gonna stick with PS4. But yeah, Green yeah. Goblin. Well, I mean, I thought in the Ultimate. Oh wait, so that's also that's the one where he got. I thought that was the one where he got killed by the Sinister Six. Is that what you're talking about? No, because I, I remember in, in one Ultimate comic that he um, he reached the end of his life, or maybe this was Amazing, but he I'm pretty sure it was Ultimate. He reached the end of his life, and Mary Jane and Aunt May were both there. Uh, we oh, went, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went this whole time without talking about Aunt May, the oh, yeah, yeah. absolute the goat. goat. The goat. And I like old Aunt May. I know there's a new young sexy Aunt May. That, that doesn't really make sense. I don't know why they I'm did that. I'm not complaining. Uh, hey, hey. But, yeah, Aunt May. But back on to the best villain thing, uh, yeah, that you know that's pretty smart. And I was going to say Doc Ock just because, like, in the newest animation, uh, Doc Octopus was able to basically, like, um, immerse himself within the Internet. Right. And, like, he, like, switched bodies with Peter Parker, like, that type of oh yeah he did that yeah he, superior spider-man yeah yeah so he, yeah superior spider-man he too. he um was able to download his consciousness into the a computer and then use this uh type of like soul extraction 
and extracted Spider-Man's soul and implanted him, downloaded his consciousness into the computer, and uh, Doc Ock took over Spider-Man's Low body. Low-key, that's dangerous. Doc Ock might be the greatest because in the comics, like in the main line of Spider-Man comics, uh-huh. like in the main universe, it's like Sp- the Amazing Spider-Man, and for like nearly 100 chapters... Spider-Man was Doc Ock. Oh, so like, that happened in the comics too. Yeah, like Peter Parker and like he wasn't he was absent for a hundred chapters. He yeah. was just in his subconscious and Doc Ock like took over his life. He made Parker Industries. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that's what Parker Industries came because I Doc always Doc Ock made Parker Industries. I always knew that about Parker Industries. Peter. That's crazy. Yeah. So would I mean Doc Ock, although he took I'm over sorry, his body, I have to give it to Doc Ock. Man. Yeah, I didn't know Doc Ock created Parker Industries. Because this man's not only a villain that will take your life, he will create a <laughs> life for you. He made a life. He made for a him. multi-million dollar business, no billion dollar business for Peter Parker. Yeah, Parker Industries is synonymous to like Microsoft. Yeah, bigger than Microsoft. I'm yeah. Sure. All right, so are we ready to move on? Yeah, man, that three Spider-Man move got to be insane. That La- my favorite movie of all time. Yes, sir. Last topic. Of the day, debate time. Debate time. And I'm hungry, so I want to get through this topic as quick as possible. You know what? I might go out and get me some food. Should have brought yourself a snack, like me. Yeah, I might go get me some food after this because we haven't really talked about it. We haven't really embraced our culture enough on this podcast. We haven't been doing a service uh, to uh, the black community. And you know what? Not even the black community, man, because this is something that uh, is uh, racially, like, ambiguous. Bl- blind. Yeah, ambiguous. Like, this goes across everybody, man. This hits every single person other than vegetarians and vegans and pescatarians uh, in their soul. <sighs> Drums versus flats. Take it away, Emery. Drum roll, please. Drums. Okay. 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 Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk there to me. ain't no way. First of all, the bone in a the bone in a um. Wait, did I say drums? Yes. What were the choices? Drums versus flats. Oh crap! Pick one. My bad. Flats. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Hit another rope, dope, bro. What's going on? <laughs> All right, then why are flats the best? Bro, ain't pop. I'm going to give you some real imagery. If you on the if you on the freaking um oh, audio I he, podcast. I know what he's about to say, bless bro. Bless your ears. The way that you can just succulently rip and peel that oh, smooth white it, chicken with the ooh, with the coated with the breading from the fried chicken. Just suck it off the meat. You a wild Just boy. Just suck it off the Stop. bones. Stop. Stop. <laughs> and you. take in that drizzling, black-filled yumminess. Ooh. It's inexplicable. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> it's inexplicable. Nah, That's man. some good chicken right there. It is some good chicken, man. So you're going with flats. Oh, well... Emery hit another rope of dope on me. I was about to argue for flats, but uh, I'll try to. Man, you don't need to. Let's just let's just love flats together. It's I love flats. That brings man. men together. I love flats, bro. I love flats. Uh, I'm a little bougie to be honest, cause uh, man, I don't. I, sometimes I don't even see the purpose in the bone. Like the boneless, bro. 
Oh. I just be popping them things. Like, <laughs> I thought you were saying you ate, ate the bones. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sometimes, like, now the type of chicken, it's definitely a difference. Like, the type of ch- chicken with the bone is slightly better. But the boneless man, like, mm-hmm. you, you, me just popping them things in. Whatever sauce I like, brother. Ooh, you can't. You don't even have to do work, bro. You just that's sit back and catch the itis. That's a whole whole lot of meat. You a wild boy, but that's that's <laughs> that, chicken, man. Chicken. Um, you know what? Okay, okay. Since we're agreeing on chicken, well, wait. What would you say is your favorite food? Let's let's just debate this. Since we we need a, a true debate on this, we're gonna both put out our favorite foods, and then we're gonna compare the two. So what's your favorite food? Well, I have two foods that stand at the penultimate top, tippy top of my list. Mm-hmm. Alfredo, may it be shrimp, steak, or chicken. God, come on. God dang. What? <laughs> like, we can't, can't keep agreeing here, bro. Oh. No, it's fine. Oh, it's keep going. Keep going. And grilled cheese. Yeah, it's a... Grilled cheese? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> On to you. So, mine... And even though he said shrimp alfredo, shrimp alfredo is my second favorite, but uh, well, my my third favorite. But hey, there is nothing better. Shout out to my nana, man. There is nothing better than that nice southern, hey, northern people, people from the people from uh, up there in New York. The team on my hat, y'all don't know about this, but that southern mac and cheese, man. Lord have mercy on me, my soul. Mac and cheese takes the absolute cake. When you got that gristle, you got that, the little burnt cheese, you got the edges. I'm a corner guy. I like the little crispiness and then the Ooh, ooey gooey mac and cheese. You ain't never lie, homie. I'm you not lying right lie. now because mac and cheese never. takes the cake. That junk make me go. Yay, yay. Mac and cheese, man. We can't even debate food. There's too many good foods out here, man. Yeah, now I know why. Oh, American- I can. <laughs> you can't. Let me get into why. Oh, grilled cheese. Ooh. Why is grilled cheese better than mac and cheese? Now, not to be sexist. Oh God. But this. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. How do you? That's how you come in. <laughs> you can't introduce them. Not to be sexist. But this is a man's world. Oh, God. <laughs> and the only dish worthy of serving to a man is a grilled cheese. You are a wild boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Grilled cheese. <laughs> it can come in many, many different forms. More than meets the eye. You might just be thinking, oh, this man likes white bread that's been toasted. With some American cheese in the middle. But what you don't know is there are so many different cheeses out in the world. Mm. Goat cheese. I don't like it. God. But you why know. is that the first cheese you named? Goat cheese. LeBron Mozzarella. Cheese? Right, come on, bro. Matt. <laughs> Mozzarella. Parmesan. My favorite. Yo, who in the world is eating a grilled Parmesan cheese sandwich? Don't knock it till you try it. You gotta be sick, bro. The Mexican three cheese blend from (laughs) Publix. What's going on with you, son? There's so many cheeses out there. There's so many dishes that you can make. I'm a provolone and a sharp, extra sharp cheddar guy. Hmm. I'm an extra sharp and provolone guy. I ain't gonna knock your cheese. Those are mighty fine cheeses, may I say so myself. Might cut the cheese right here. 
many different those are just individual cheeses you there are infinite amount of cheese combinations and you don't gotta go with just white bread you can slap it on some rye bread you can slap it on some whole grain wheat bread Ugh, <laughs> you're trying to make the best food why are you putting on whole grain wheat put it on and that italian talk about how you toast that bread okay. you could toast it in some wine sauce i don't know why you do that but maybe it's good you could toast the bread in some butter that's my favorite and maybe you could even coat the but you could coat the top of the bread with some sprinkles of cheese. This is get why you that little extra crunch in there. He just tell you, <sighs> cheese. That's it. Go ahead. Cheese is great, and I mean mm, both of our cheesy. dishes. Both of our dishes contain cheese, but man, ain't nothing taken away from that that Southern Mac, man. That Mac and cheese. Like I said earlier, the edges, that those crispy edges with the ooey gooey cheese in the middle. You might have infinite. to edit out my comment before. I, I might. I don't know. The infinite amount of cheese. You don't know. In the middle, like you were talking about before, mac and cheese. You know what? I mean, we're basically, in theory, talking about the same thing. It's just whether we like bread or noodles better. Um, but I don't know, man. I got to go with mac and cheese. But since we're, this is just going to be an all-out food debate, man, let's mm-hmm. move on to best dessert. Take it away, my brother. Huh. Well, this is hard. Oh, I can um, go right now. I can go right now. I don't even have to hesitate. No hesitation. The American pastime. Apple pie, baby. Oh. There ain't nothing better than some oh. apple pie with some nice little cinnamon crisps on the top. But I, I can take apple pie in many forms. I can take the crisp apple pie form. I can take the uh, little, like the, uh, I guess, I don't know what type of, the. Uh, I don't even know how to, I don't even know what to call it. But the regular apple pie. Um, and I can have apple pie with some ice cream on top. You know, I can have apple pie cold, warm, room temperature. It's piping hot, freezing cold, frozen. Apple apple pie is versatile. Apple pie takes the cake. Takes the cake. Speaking of cake, vanilla. Cake. Just vanilla cake? Classic vanilla. (laughs) What happened to pound cake? Rob, vanilla cake's way better than pound cake. Shut your mouth. Oh, oh. That's how the pound cake make me feel. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's I, talk about vanilla you're cake. You're hurting my heart right now, man. Ooh, I'm not talking about that cheap, that super soft, um, that super soft that icing either. Okay. Because you got to have somewhere in between the hard icing because hard icing is disgusting. No, I love hard icing, bro. I ain't going to hold you. I like that tough icing, oh, bro. Oh, nah, bro. But that soft icing that just slithers down your throat like oh, a snake. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> disgusting. I can't do it. So, you know, I have to get somewhere in the middle that that little golden, that golden icing right there. Yo, so are you a corner or middle guy when it okay. comes to, like, brownies and anything? I don't like chocolate, so I don't really Oh, yeah, yeah, you don't like chocolate. But. Yeah, hot take. But uh, I'm a corner guy, man. Okay, yeah, okay, never mind. Well, uh, let me actually everybody. put this out there. I like most of my food a little burnt. Everybody should Not like corner. Not too burnt, but, like, you know, giving it that extra crunch. Yeah, no, that crunch is goaded. Bombastic. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Facts. Elastic. Okay, no. <laughs> You're just saying stuff with... Casket. Casket? All this food we're talking about might <laughs> put us in a casket. Okay. God, dog. Clogging up my arteries and crap. Word. But, you know, you can't go wrong with vanilla. That's the prime, premier flavor of anything. Ice ice cream. um, Cake. I don't know what else has vanilla. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Some vanilla cake just be too spon- spongy to me. I can get apple pie from anywhere. It don't take it. much to please me. Okay. 
I'm ain't. a simple guy with simple wants. No, no. That doesn't only apply to food. Uh, bro, there's so many different food topics we could. Oh wow. Well, I think it's about time we wrap this thing up, man. Thank y'all so much for listening. Uh huh. Give me a beat. Real quick. Nope. No, no, Real no, no, quick. no, 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 no. It's a rite of passage now. We can't, we're not ending this episode I, until I get a freestyle. Last time I tried to do a beat, you did another rope-a-dope on me and you made me look foolish. But that was, <laughs> that was because of the, <laughs> what we were talking about that episode. Okay, fine. I want to give the people my flames. We skipped out on it for a week. I know y'all been wanting this. You got to give the people. Prep your ears. <laughs> episode <laughs> six. And I'm, I'm sitting on some big sticks, yeah, and I'm getting big racks, yeah, but I don't want no tax, so I'ma skip them, just like Trump did, I'ma eat them, just like chicken, yeah, it's soft, yeah, it's icy, just like a how I like my vanilla ice cream, and my frosting on my vanilla cake, and that mac and cheese, it is so cheese just like my grilled cheese. And we're about to end the episode, cause you know that we are Rig Kang. We are black dudes, and we love And it's like... <laughs> oh my gosh! Hey, yo. I don't know when... Oh gosh, Emery has made this episode editing hell for me, but... <laughs> God, I don't care anymore, man. Oh gosh, we cannot end an episode by saying stuff like that. Um, this has turned from the Enlightened Brothers to Enlightened Brothers After Dark. Ever since we started talking about food, bro, we started getting more and more flagrant. But um, in all seriousness, no man, I wanted to say this at the end of the podcast. But whether uh, I'm, I'm a I'm a p- positive person, but whether I feel like my day is going great. Whether I feel like uh, my day is not going as well, man. This has been an absolute life changer. This has been an uh, all-out refuge for me. And um, I just want to thank each and every viewer for allowing me and my co-host to do what we do, man. Uh, for y'all to listen to us, it, uh, every time I see a view, every time I see a like, every time I see a subscriber, uh, my heart jumps, man. It is absolutely great. And uh, this has just been a life-changing experience. And I just want to say again, I love y'all. Appreciate you guys, man. Uh, words cannot express like we said at the last episode words cannot express these feelings but if you know you know real one man thank y'all peace appreciate it